seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit Woe. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit Woe. Back in saddle again. It's a music-themed episode for episode another one of the Hopeless Show. Uh, today's theme is music. Rohit, how are you today? Oh man! Well, Aaron, I am fresh off of the worst three hours of my life. Um, but we'll talk about that momentarily uh, with our first topic. But other than that, I've got some good news that we're going to talk about in our sports segment today. Um, Ooh. And I think that we have definitely a really fun show ahead of us. Um, Music, baby. We're definitely going to hit the Grammys. We're going to hit the Grammys hard. Mm. Hard. Harder than uh, Chris Brown. (laughs) Uh, All right. What have you been up to the last uh, week, Rohit? I know I did something really good, but I can't think of it. Um, Oh, cool. I did win. uh, We played a really long game of uh the lord with the lord of the rings set uh magic Gathering. do you know how quickly you get people to turn off our show and i want it's it. like like i think last week you started with this like a magic the gathering <laughs> thing too it's like immediate oh wow we don't like these guys <laughs> <laughs> well stop being racist man um so all right so you did a lord of the rings game yeah yeah oh no i just partied a little bit but that was it yeah okay that was it um, what did I do? Oh, well, I went down to San Diego, a former guest of the show, um, Zach of Portugal, the man. Oh. And, uh, I, I saw the band perform. Um, we hung out. It was great. They put up, they played with, um, a brass band called snack time. So they opened snack time and then Portugal, the man played with snack time. So it was like seven or eight brass with the, the band doing a lot of the songs together. It was so cool. I recommend everyone listening. If Portugal, the man is in your town, go see them. They are one of the best live acts around and they put on a hell of a show. It was very fun. Huh? I, uh, I think that's a great name for a brass band, by the way. Snack time. time, Yeah. Oh, you know what else? You know, what's a good name for an energy drink. Oh yeah. Celsius. 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 The energy drink that is the Hopeless Show's favorite drink. They uh, give you tons of energy while being healthy and delicious. Celsius is at all your Costco's, your Walmart's, your any store you can find Celsius. It is the drink of champions. I recommend it. This podcast loves it. So drink Celsius. There are a few stores you cannot find Celsius in, though. That's like (laughs) the crack store. And uh, Best Buy and Cracker Barrel. It's not a Cracker Barrel. Oh, you can't find it at uh, Things Remembered in the mall when you're getting something engraved for your... (laughs) Or Aha. For your fraternity The Aha store. Oh, I don't know that one. Ah, or Oz, Aha. Is it like Spencer Gifts? Yeah, that kind of thing. Okay. Those are all very classy stores. Um, But Celsius is too classy for them. So... 
the uh yes please grab your celsius have a great time available in many many flavors and yeah uh and enjoy it at the lexport next portugal the man show that you're going to um and for anybody that's not familiar with them they are made famous by the recent uh taco bell commercials so you can oh my god they're in so many i talked to them about it and they said it was so unexpected that like they're the faces of taco bell now so whenever you see a taco bell commercial you see their faces it's like they they surpass the chihuahua yeah, they're every. I mean, they're on so many, and it's a lot of songs. It's not they one are. song; it's a lot of their songs. And seriously, yes, if you are, I'm joking about the Taco Bell thing, which is just great for them. But uh, really, really wonderful band. Check them out. Check uh, them out. Although, and, you've, although they're very famous, so you've probably already heard ten thousand songs by them. So you've already checked them out. You've already probably yeah, you know their songs. So, yeah. oh, and so music. I did go, which will segue into topic one. I went to a one Grammys party. Oh, and. Which one? Um, it was thrown by a few people. Some bands played, um, this guy, Timothy White, a famous rock photographer threw it and man, it's a scene. I just, I have to tell you these, these music people dress and we're going to get into it more about the Grammys. They dress weird. Like there was some like outfits where you're just like, do like, why (laughs) and some of them are like famous people some are trying to be famous people and it's just like there's rock cool and then there's just weird like why are you why why are you wearing a mullet with pink hair and like a top that's only half on but it's only the bottom half it's just weird shit like why What, what were you wearing aaron i was wearing a jacket Okay. Shirt. Okay. Like, uh, like a sport coat or like a leather jacket? Just a leather leather a jacket. Okay. Uh, I think a shirt, a black shirt and jeans. That's... I did not dress up for this. I kind of rolled over fairly last minute. Ended up having a great night. It was very fun. Met some cool people. Nice. But um, I was not... Uh, really i didn't get prepared for it like i got back from work and had 20 minutes to leave i didn't i didn't i didn't i didn't have my designer address me <laughs> <laughs> yeah no hair no makeup but i think that's a great Nothing. segue to our first topic aaron because you and i definitely have oh. a lot to say about last night's grammys Rowan, um, i feel so hopeless i had so much oh. more fun at this grammys party than watching the grammys Aaron. It was a debacle. Oh, it was, I would say, the worst three hours of my life since our beloved cat Butters left this world. And Really? Yeah. It was so hard on me to watch. I hated it. It was terrible, terrible television outside of, I would say, like one and a half highlights. All right. Well, we'll get to those one and a yeah. half, but let's... Let's start with, well, I actually watched, I was dumb enough to watch some of the pre-show Okay. on E. I watched like 20 minutes of it. Can I just vent for you, to you please, for a minute? Please, please. That's what this is for. All right. Well, first off, the person hosting it is this, I don't know if it's a man, woman, they, I don't want to offend anyone, Laverne Cox. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. sure. Yeah, Laverne, Laverne Cox uh, is uh, a transition, identifies as a woman. You may know her from uh, Orange is the New Black. 
Yes, exactly. Yes. Okay, so it's a, a woman. Awful. She is, I don't care what she is, she just tells everyone how hi- iconic they are. That's it. Every single person <laughs> who walks up to her stage, like 21 Savage, the rapper of the last like seven, eight years, he's super popular. He's iconic. Uh, everyone who came up there was the most iconic. I think she had Olivia Rodrigo, who's like 22 years old and is iconic. Like Laverne Cox is so bad at interviewing and she's so annoying. She just doesn't add anything to the show. I can't believe Mm, bad. And then, then the amount of self-importance in these interviews. Oh, one, there was a guy in a ski mask. He dressed in a ski mask. Do you know who it was? Was it Kanye? Uh, no, it wasn't Kanye. It was, I, f- I don't remember. Um, lots of, oh, and a lot of women in suits, which is all good, but Great. it seemed to be the trend. Yeah, that's pretty uh, A lot of mullets, okay. which was weird, like mullety looking things. It just, and everyone was so self-important. And then you get to the show. Oh, there were a few people that don't, didn't come across that way to me. Like Olivia Rodrigo comes off normal. Mm-hmm. cool like she's just happy to be there john baptiste same thing like he seems like he's just psyched and they're big stars um baptiste actually has won an oscar too pretty crazy uh so then we get to the show first trevor noah so yes joy joe coy in the in the uh, golden globe bombed didn't go over very well for him but to me that's better than being the host that kisses the most ass, Yo, which is what was, Trevor Noah did. All, he didn't make jokes. He just told everyone how great they were. It's like, I'm. he's like, I'm going to play it so safe so that I don't get canceled. So everyone is just the best person ever. It was so cringe, dude. What do you think? I was waiting for the, his opening bit to end because all he was walking around and it was like this famous person, you're the best ever. This and that shit lasted like ten minutes. I was like, yo, how? Like, okay, like none. I guess it's nice to see these people, but it was more star fucking than it was entertaining and being a host. That's it. It was, it was just, it was like, please don't cancel me with every line I say. Please don't cancel me. I'm gonna say something politically correct. I'm gonna say something correct. I'm gonna say something correct. Oh, one other thing that Laverne Cox did. Another thing that was just so stupid. Maybe it was, was she in the show too? I forget. At some point she said that Beyonce and Taylor Swift saved cities they went to with their tours. And I'm sorry, like one day with a freaking concert and you saved the city because you performed one concert there? Just put the... Pain, pain, pain. And then I'm, I also believe Taylor Swift is the most calculated human ever. I just think everything she does is so obviously planned and cringe. Even her with Lana Del Rey, who's also kind of a put on, look up, look up Lana Del Rey, Disney channel star. She was a different person, different name, different face. Wait, Lana Del Rey was somebody else before Lana Del Rey. Yep. Whoa. Um, yeah, I want to, they made this act. They made her into this act. Interesting. Um, so, that that's I mean I mean how how do you want it because I know there's a few things I want to talk about during the show uh, that happened. All right, during all the right show. yeah. So well, l- can... Let's save for Taylor and Lana for for the for the coup de gras at the end. Okay. Um, okay. Let's start off. 
I think Aaron, the show actually started off after the really rough, uh, you know, opening monologue, um, that Tracy Chapman and Luke Combs mm-hmm. playing fast car. That was a beautiful sort of story how, you know, this country boy, he grew up and before he even knew what a favorite song was, how he loved that song. And then he finally got to play it with her on the Grammys. It was like almost like bringing tears. I was like, that was, that was a highlight. That was fantastic. That was really, really great. And that was possibly the only great thing to happen in the entire show. The rest was just a absolute shit show. Um, There was the Travis Scott performance. Oh, just, I have that that marked down. Okay. Let me get into, can I get into oh, yeah. Travis Scott for a second? Yes, yes. So, and I'm going to segue him with Lizzo in the same bucket. Great. Travis Scott had a concert where he didn't stop a crowd and a lot of people died. Yes. So what's a good idea for his comeback on the Grammys? He's going to be super violent. Like, he just took picked up chairs. He didn't even sing half his song. He just picked up chairs and started breaking shit angrily. I'm like, yo, yo, you're the one who like everyone died at your show for being angry. And then you're getting angry on the show. And also, why are you allowed on the show? If you're like, if there is this thing called cancel culture, why are you allowed on the show? And Lizzo, Lizzo, who we've vented about on this show, she harassed and berated a lot of her backup dancers and got in big trouble for this, and people left her, and then she's heralded again on this show. Why are certain people, I'm not going to say why I think so, but I have reasons, why are certain people allowed to continue with this behavior and not see ramifications, but other people are banned for life when they do something bad? That was, that's an excellent question. And there's people, it's funny because there you had meanwhile like you know as you as you said earlier trevor Noah was like don't cancel me don't cancel me he's like that dude has never said anything close to anything cancelable and also he's i don't think anybody would cancel him the but then with yeah travis scott he was throwing a tantrum like a child um like a little toddler right and yeah then, and then lizzo was like what has she even done in the past year but the camera was on her all the time meanwhile killer mike Oh, an, yeah, actual, yeah. an actual activist. He's someone that's come out, you know, he was a big Bernie guy. He's, he's really someone that's like really thoughtful, has had a critical mic to the world. He's the one that's escorted out by police. I mean, I don't know if we even know why yet. Um, I think he got in an altercation with uh, uh, a security guard. Oh, Jesus. Well, no biggie. Yeah. We're good. So... I don't know, man. It was just, it was a bunch of faces. You're like, really? What are you even doing here? Um, but then, what else? Like, let's see. What, yeah, what, uh, what, uh, Annie Lennox did a ceasefire moment. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was okay. It's like the safest thing that anybody can do right now. It's not even brave. It's just like, okay, cool. Like, and it's, it's just ceasefire from where? There's lots of wars going on all over with people attacking. So where are you going to ceasefire? You want you want Israel and the U.S. to just stop and let everything go to hell? Yeah. Or do you want Iran to stop shooting at our boats? Or yeah. which one? Which one? Ian? What do you want? And then, uh, oh, dude. And then the in memoriam. Yo, that was. I think I I started my eyes start to glaze over once I hit the third hour of the in memoriam. <laughs> I, they had like five different songs. Dude, that shit was it's, like over half an hour long, possibly close to 40 minutes. It, it was, was Stevie Wonder. Then 
Annie Lennox, then someone singing Tina Turner. Someone oh, no. singing uh, Fantasia doing Tina Turner. Yep. And in between, there were just musical interludes with more dead people. Yes, yes. Someone sang Sinead O'Connor. Oh, that was no, that was Annie Lennox. Yeah, she was part of that, right? Um, yeah, she did the ceasefire. Yeah, so oh, that's, that's always good. In the middle of the dead people segment, why don't you yeah. just put a political spin in there? Cool. Yeah. Bra, it was bra. the worst immemorium I had ever witnessed in my life. And there was no reason for it to be literally one quarter to one fifth of the show. Like that was out of control, man. And, and all these people there are so obnoxious. Billy Joel at the end sang a new song. He hadn't written one in 30 years, which was good. And then. Yeah, that one wasn't after, bad, actually. Yeah, I liked it. And then after that, he did. Um, I forget which one of his hits. And they show the crowd leaving. So Billy Joel's on the stage playing to people like walking out and talking to each other. Like there's an icon on the stage. Sit your asses down and watch him perform before getting up to leave. Yes. That, it was that was that was one of the only things worth remembering of the show is, is Billy Joel. Um, then, oh, I want to give props to Meryl Streep and Mark Ronson for having a pretty funny yet informative banter before they oh, were yeah. presenting an award for best record. And she was like, no one knows what album. that is. Yeah. And then he's like, Mark Ronson's like, no, that's different. It's like, she's like, it's a single. He's like, no, it's a record. And I think that was actually a bit insightful. And yeah, Meryl Streep can do literally almost no wrong, except when she stands up and applause for Roman Polanski. Um, she's <laughs> or, from New, yeah, she's from another, New Jersey. So represent. Oh, and re- remember, you know who else was iconic? Who's that? According to Laverne Cox, Ice Spice was iconic. Oh my God. Ice Spice. Who's, how long has Ice Spice been around? And all of a sudden Ice Spice is iconic. Her hair was iconic. It's iconic hair. You have no idea how your hair is the most iconic hair. Garble, garble. I'm so important. I love myself. It's, dude, Ice, there's a video of Ice Spice going around. She was present, performing at some Spotify party like a day or two or a couple days ago. And she's wearing like this Beetlejuice like striped thing. And it is possibly the worst music video or worst live performance. And she's getting killed for it. Um, it's like literally a glorified bad karaoke. Um, and there's people that were just like killing her on Twitter and she's like <laughs> hitting back at fans. Like she is so butthurt. Um, and she called this one, this one woman. She's like, she, she started like fat shaming her. Um, and Come on. It was like, geez. And all that woman's like, Hey, listen, Ice Spice needs a little bit more performance training. Maybe then she can kind of like take off and be ready for like big primetime events. She wasn't saying anything really bad. And this Ice Spice just gets on her weight and all this kind of shit. Dude, that I've not heard one song by Ice Spice that has not been like someone turned this shit off right now. <laughs> it is the fucking it's I can't believe it's music that's legally allowed to be played. And well, I'm as a segue, freedom of expression. I'm, yeah. I'm with you. And as a segue for that, when I turned off the Grammys when it was over, I was so miserable. Oh yeah. Well, that I rented I rented a movie. You know what I rented? The Jason Statham movie that's still in the theaters called The Beekeeper. I actually rented that movie and watched the first half of it to cleanse my palate from the Grammys. <laughs> it was, I, yeah, it ended, I was angry. And like, I'll tell you, man, I'm talking about the coup de gras. It was on Taylor Swift wins album of the year. Oh, okay. Let me, I'm just like, I'm like sick right now, even trying to talk. And I'm, I don't, this trigger warning for our listeners. Oh, I'm this triggered is, already. This is one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever seen in my life. Taylor gets up. She knows she's going to win, right? She she beats like a lot of other artists like Miley Cyrus, Lana Del Rey, whoever. Um, Billie Eilish, I think maybe, Olivia Rodrigo. Anyway, she, she she comes up 
and on her way up to accept the award, she grabs Lana Del Rey by the hand and forces Lana Del Rey to come on stage. Lana's like, yo, what, what the hell? What? No, what you on this? And she's like, no, no girl power, whatever that shit. Right. And she pulls Lana Del Rey. Lana Del Rey is like, wants to be trying to be graceful, but imagine you've you've Lana Del Rey, I think is 0 for six in Grammys. And imagine you just lost this one. Like you've been losing all night. Lana Del Rey, AKA Elizabeth Grant. Elizabeth Grant was her. So, So Lizzie G is like, fuck. Imagine then being really upset or whatever, but then being forced up and it's by pity. And it was the most cringe thing. And then Lana had to stand in the background while Taylor is accepting her award. And I was like, that is the most selfish thing to make herself seem selfless. She did something that makes somebody feel so uncomfortable. What about her first acceptance speech when she used that time to announce her new album dropping in April? I don't mind that as much. It was so cringe. Just be grateful for one minute, punk. But at least it was authentic because she actually wouldn't even be really grateful anyway. She's like, yeah, I got like 13 of these now. And by the way, you know, it was like at least that was it felt honest. It okay, that might nice. be the most honest thing she did. I feel yeah. hope from that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I, it was the most honest thing she did. Look, here's who I am. I am a self-promoter who loves myself, and I am going to... By the way, we'd love to have Taylor, Taylor Swift on, my favorite artist. But yeah. until then, God, just but, cringe. But, but it, honestly, dude, one year ago, it was not like this, where she enters the room and everybody's breath is taken away as if she's like the fucking queen of England, or as if like, it's like, what? Like, when did she transform into somebody that, that that's like... Everybody stops and like almost like stand like gives her a standing sort of like welcome, milady. There were like seven thousand men in the room, and when she arrived, they all popped boners. (laughs) (laughs) Because you have to. You're you're like, (laughs) do I get canceled for that one? Maybe, Uh, probably. (laughs) Yeah, but. All right. Well, we're done with the Grammys. I am. Uh, it was pitiful until next year when we have to endure it again. Thank God yeah. it's over. I feel hope that it's over. The beekeeper, the first half of it was funny. It's about a, a beekeeper. I literally a beekeeper who needs to get revenge. Yeah. So and at least Jay-Z practices stand-up routine a little bit. And it was mildly funny. Uh, <laughs> that was a that mess. It was weird. Too. But yeah, it was a fucking mess, but it was weird. But uh, yeah, man, let's move well, on to. Well, we really have crypto news. We have yeah. we have Do done we really? a crypto segment for so long, and then we haven't had much news for a while, except it has gone up. But there's big news in the crypto community. What do, what do you got, Aaron? All right, are you ready for this? Yes. So apparently, the real identity of the Bitcoin founder, Satoshi Nakamoto, could finally okay. be revealed in court and may unlock the 36 billion pound fortune. A trial to finally decide whether Craig Wright is or isn't the real founder of Bitcoin starts today in London. So because of this trial, we might get to find out who the founder of Bitcoin, Satoshi Nakamoto, actually is, which gave me a ton of hope. I want to know. Yeah, I feel a guy named Craig doesn't look like a Satoshi Nakamoto. Um, No. But maybe that's a good pseudonym to throw people off the trail. Craig. Craig Wright. Craig it's like Wright. the most bland yeah. name. I mean, he What's looks your like name? A, he, I'm Craig Wright. I mean, he looks like a linebacker coach for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, the I, pony team. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I, I hope that it just, this, this doesn't set precedent for like, for crypto, like for these 
for these coins to have to be revealed who's trading them, who owns them, who started them. Because I, th- I love the idea of anonymity. Um, but it yeah. is crazy that we might get to finally know. I know, I know. It feels like we shouldn't. It feels like doxing. But I want to um, know. But should you? That's a thing. Can't can't the dude just take his money and run? You think? Um, maybe. Well, I I do. Oh, by the way, I do have some other uh, crypto news. Yes. Um. Do you remember when we invested in Clue Coin? I think like yeah, five hundred dollars. Um. <laughs> I, I just checked the value of yeah. our Clue Coin for those that were early listeners to the show. The five hundred dollar investment I have is guess how much is worth now? A thousand dollars. Uh, lower. 800 lower 300 lower <laughs> shit 100 lower <laughs> 50 lower a dollar lower it's gone <laughs> 9 it's- cents it is worth 9 cents <laughs> 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 fuck me yeah $500 turned into nine cents yeah where's the hope in that <laughs> there's not <laughs> and the 500 I put into muskets coin is now worth one thousandth of one cent <laughs> why did I ever listen to you <laughs> <laughs> why did I listen to me like yeah. nobody should <laughs> and you're like Aaron we're gonna here we're gonna get rid $500 is gonna turn to 10 million it's gone <laughs> could have really used that money like well really, uh, let's move on to happier stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's time for our maga monday segment oh god which as terrible as it is it would make me happier all right maga monday we do all things extreme in this oh, yeah. segment so i'm going to start something i wanted to read a couple because we former president donald trump has truth social his twitter and on his twitter <laughs> There's the name is just it's the it's like literally the world's greatest irony. But anyway, it's so continue. dumb. Um, uh, so I wanted to read a few of his truth social posts because he does he constantly is tweeting them. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. We're going to start. He has a Biden one, okay, from four hours ago. Crooked Joe Biden has just announced that he will not be doing the big Super Bowl interview. A great decision. He can't put two sentences together. I would be happy to, re- <laughs> I would be happy to replace him. Would be ratings gold. Here's another one. Uh, let's see. How about... There's like polls about how he's the best. Wait, how are you looking at this? Are you too? If you go on Twitter account? and they have a no, I would never pay for a Truth Social account. They have a uh, <laughs> this one's so dumb. They have a on Twitter. They have Donald Trump through the Truth Social posts. So it's a Twitter handle that just uploads them. And so here's one: in his four years, we had no wars, which is just not true. There were wars going on when he was president. Uh, we had no wars. We defeated ISIS. We had the greatest economy in the history of our country. We did a job that very few people have ever done. I mean, it's just blatantly not true. But anyway, I'll give you another one. Um, Failed political candidate Nikki Haley, who lost Iowa, New Hampshire to my... uh, This is is quite something. uh, 
to my record, breaking numbers in both states, is about to lose Nevada and Indiana and then South Carolina, her home state, and where the people who know her best do not like her. She's also losing to crooked Joe Biden in almost all the polls. She's just wasting time and money. Okay. Uh, do you want one more? I, want, I could go on for days, but just give me one more. Yeah. All right. One more. Let's see. Um... <laughs> For so many years, people have been saying that Elvis and I look alike. Now this pic has been going all over the place. What do you think? And it's a picture of Trump and Elvis, who look absolutely nothing alike. I think I look more like Elvis. You do. Um, so that's act the former president of the United States, Donald Trump, is saying that he looks like Elvis. Yeah. I mean, so he was not the best president ever, but the best social media user that's ever used social media in history. I mean, it's just nuts. So, all right. So that's some mag. I think you have a couple magas yeah, too before couple we go things, to sports. Um, Aaron. So I know we've talked about this before, but uh, the World Economic Forum, uh, you know, this is a pretty big organization. Um, you know, they host the annual Davos meeting. Right. And this is where, you know, world leaders um, from former presidents to current presidents, um, many of them pledge their uh, sort of support of uh, the WF. And, um, you know, from Bill Clinton to Bill Gates, oh, right. all those people, right? Um, Trudeau, we have Nikki Haley, we have a lot of people, right? That are. And, Aaron Wolf, Rohit Dawani, yeah, all uh, the big guns. No, yeah. All no. the big guns are there. We have yeah, all the no. big guns. Uh, so Klaus Schwab, who's their, their super villain uh, president, um, <laughs> he has pioneered uh, something that the WF has signed off called the Great Reset. And one of his big quotes is that, you know, in the future, you will own nothing and you'll be happy. And they recently released on their website a pledge, Aaron, uh, with yep. their mission to uh, of what they are hoping to do to curb climate change. And they have goals for people. And these goals are in a future where temperatures rise 1.5 degrees Celsius by the, they, they, they have targets by the year 2030. Do you want to hear what some of these targets are, Aaron? Let's hear it. They, they have two, they have two goals. They have the progressive target. Do I have a target. choice? I don't no. have a choice. You're going to, you got a progressive anyway. target and you have an ambitious target, right? Progressive is kind of like they're okay. We'll get there. We'll, obviously ambitious. Like we really need to strive to get by 2030 is now 2024. Okay. Yep. They say uh, progressive target. They want people to eat 16 kilograms of meat per year, but they're ambitious. Is what? No no meat consumption by 2030. I can't, I can't eat red meat, so I'm fine with that. This is all meat. Um, oh, no, I like some. Then uh, dairy. They want people to drink, uh, nine, to consume 90 kilograms down to zero kilogram. 90 kilograms progressive. I can't have zero dairy. Kilograms ambitious. So that's fine. Yeah. So far, I think um, this is great. Clothing. They say progressive mm -hmm. target. They want people to get no more than eight new clothing items per year. And um, ambitious I don't even know is, if I do. So is three. Okay. Fine. I love um, this organization so far. So, uh, where's the, this is all hopeful that this is cars. Okay. In 2030, their progressive target is they want 190 vehicles per 1000 people. So okay. only, uh, only like one out of five people will be allowed to own a vehicle. Um, and their ambitious target is zero private vehicles owned by 2030. Great. And then the number of flights, uh -oh. They say that progressive target is one flight for person every two years. Um, and that's short haul only. 
So no long haul flights. Their ambitious target is one short haul flight every three years per person and no long haul flights. Seems like a good organization to me. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, these damn communists want to take control. Damn commies. Damn commies not going to take away I mean, our they, meats and potatoes. But literally, they, yeah, they, they want no private ownership. They want the government to control every single thing. They ain't commies going to take over all of us. So, yeah. I, I need my cars and my guns and my potatoes. I do. I need all of those. So, I, uh, yeah. So, fuck the WEF. But anyway. Um, all right, you have one more. You have one, one more. more. I feel hope. From what? How? All of it. Everything you're saying is just hopeful. You would... You would submit to that total fascism. Hail. Okay. All right, keep going. You're here to hear first. Okay. No, I um, don't actually. I'm just, I like, uh, po- I like poking. So, um, what do you say, Aaron? So there's a, a politician recently said that the 24 election is going to be stolen. We Yeah, okay. I know uh, it, someone is going to claim this no matter what. Yep, by extremists, mm-hmm. and that we need to do whatever we can to secure the election, but that extremists will take the election, and we should not accept the results if there appears to be tampering with elections. How would you feel about that politician? I think both. I mean, I think everyone's doing it now. I mean, they, a lot of people, so I think 70% of Republicans still think that the 2020 election was rigged. So I think that if this is a Republican or a Democrat, of course you should say it. Because at this point, why let anyone off on anything after what happened in 2020? I say both sides, go for it. Just Okay, good. Okay, I respect that. Because 2020, to me, uh, what's happened since the 2020 election has I hope it can be restored at some point, but it has ruined so much of what I thought was anything close to a norm in our democracy. And uh, Trump and his idiots threw that out by continuing with this lie up to this day. So I say both sides, just say whatever you want. Yeah, good. I appreciate the consistency. Yeah, because this politician is Hillary Clinton, who in 2016 said that the election was stolen by Russia. it was okay for the Democrats to have alternate electors and it's okay to question the election followed up by 2020 where Donald Trump claims that there was fake. There's a big difference. Hillary Clinton did succeed, did uh, concede. I watched her speech. She conceded to him the next day and she was there at the um, inauguration with her husband and handed over the presidency. I mean, she, she didn't hand it over, but watched Barack Obama hand it over. That's a huge difference than someone not going and having a four-year rally around the election being rigged. Totally different. Uh, Apples and oranges. It is eight years later, and she's still saying 2016 was stolen. She's not doing a rally. She She didn't at least concede it. At least say it's over. You have to at least, even if in your heart you feel whatever you feel, at least for the American people, don't... If the next four years... She never was my favorite anyway, but if the next four years she had rallies and rallies and rallies and was trying to undermine our democracy every step of the way and kept doing it and having thousands of people and then running in 2020 under 
if she ran it, did Hillary Clinton run in 2020 under the um, the guile that she was still the president? No. I mean, do you not remember the inauguration day protests in D.C. with fires and uh, all that? And there was the but the government dropped all chart. Uh, they they set cars on fire and all that. I think you're forgetting that, right? I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, well, uh, I put it in our chat, but it's it's funny how everybody forgets that. I do not think that Donald Trump won the election in 2020, but to, to memory hole all of this, to say that there was no political violence, to say that she did not continue to question that election and say he was an illegitimate president for all those years after, and she continues to. Meanwhile, in 2020, uh, Donald Trump illegitimately said that shit and they called it an insurrection. Now she's already getting ready for Trump to win in a landslide. And she's already saying this, if he wins, this is a stolen election. So I don't understand the difference between the two. I've already told I you the difference. Not. I'm not it's, getting into more of it. Let's, yes, but yes, let's but move on. We'll conveniently ignore uh, the violence. Did Hillary, Clinton's, uh, uh, did Hillary Clinton's people storm the Capitol? They set fire to cars and, every, and caused violence right outside the Capitol in D.C. So is that okay? No, I'm looking at the pictures. It was not. It wasn't anywhere near the uh, uh, where uh, the president was going to be sworn in on that day. Okay, so that's right. So it should be it should be definitely totally okay. I think then it's not okay. I'm not saying it's okay. It's still apples and oranges. It's still yeah. totally different. Did she hold a big rally to tell people to go storm the Capitol? No. It's still a different set of. It's a totally different type of situation. Yes, yeah, I, I don't think it's good. I don't think it's. Uh, um, yeah, I guess actually, I guess only two hundred people were, were arrested for for hers. It's just a different thing, man. You'll never see yeah. it. But yeah, it's you, definitely. You don't it's, think that there's a difference between uh, what Trump has done in the last four years and Hillary Clinton? You don't no. think there's a difference? No. All right, this has become a debate. Audience, please chime in with who you think is right. Mm -hmm. Do we? Do you think that uh, what what Trump has done the last four years is different than Hillary Clinton? There That's the question. Literally no difference. They right. both they yeah. both should be in prison. Now let's move on to sports. Yeah. We asked the we asked the question to our audience. Yeah. Uh, it's Super Bowl time. Yep. Are we gonna make some predictions? Yes. How did we do in our last round of predictions? Um, I think we were wrong. Um no, no we did say the Chiefs. I, I said the Chiefs. I, I picked Chiefs Niners. I remember I yeah I picked and Chiefs I must have picked Chiefs Ravens. You were right. Yeah. Um and so this 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 Sunday I've got I think this is going to be a game that comes down to its last kick. I think it comes down to the end and I actually think the Chiefs win this one. I agree with the Chiefs winning, but I think it's a lob pass to Travis Kelsey in the end zone with 2 seconds left to win it for the Chiefs. And then he does the Taylor Swift heart, and then she comes and runs out on the field. Okay, you know there's a prop bet, um, and Aaron, I don't. Please forgive me because I don't know how to do gambling. But um, they, it's like I think if you bet a hundred, two no, if you bet two hundred fifty dollars, you win a hundred. So I don't know what that means, but with how you list that of him proposing to her, <laughs> a, um, I don't like, think that'll happen. It's like minus two fifty or something. Is that how minus two fifty works? Plus, so that means if you do a hundred, you get two fifty. No, if you do two fifty, you get a hundred. So that means they think it'll happen. Yes. And That's I want. How do I bet against that? How do I bet against that? I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do it. 
God I'm going to be in Vegas. I can ask while I'm there. Yes. Can you please? Because mm-hmm. I would like to bet against that. Um, but I'd it's, like I think it is scripted that. for the Chiefs to win. I yeah. also think the NFL is scripted and it's a whole fraud. Yeah. But uh, Although who knows? Maybe Patrick Mahomes' dad will be in prison. Or oh, yeah. That's good stuff. That's yeah. added, added drama for this. His third, his third DUI. Former you know, Mets player, Pat Mahomes. Um, Patrick former Mahomes very dad. bad pitcher. He yeah. was so bad. Yeah. He was in the pros for a bit, though. Oh, he's um, good comparatively, but... Yeah, and he has his third DUI, which is now, I think, a criminal offense. <laughs> Why do I think these things are funny? <laughs> <laughs> you a sick man, brother. All right, we um, have a few more sports things uh, to get through. Yes. Um, you well, have hope, Rowett. This is music to your ears. And to yours, because Aaron... Yeah. You were right. No. And... Uh, the Baltimore Orioles were finally 40% of them was, was sold um, with the rest 60% going to be sold when um, the, the wicked witch is dead. Peter Angelos, um, his family will be selling that once he passes, but the team control and 40% of the ownership is going over to David Rubenstein, a billionaire from Maryland um, and people that also bought it with him, like Michael Bloomberg and Ripken and Grant Hill. Cal Ripken, Baltimore Orioles legend. Yes. I mean, how cool is that for you? That is, it's literally the greatest thing. And then two days later, they went and traded for, I would say, a top five pitcher in the game in Corbin Burns, maybe top 10 based on last year. But Wait, who really... who told you that the Orioles were going to load up on a pitcher? <sighs> well, I thought we were going to make a trade, but not like that. Who, no, like who that. said, I think on this show, well, who here, said, who said the Orioles are going to load up on a pitcher? Well, we all know that was the Orioles' biggest number one target but I didn't think they'd actually pull it off. Who told you that that would happen? Yeah, I guess you're right. Thing is, dude, when you're used to pain, you can only expect the worst. And who told you that the Orioles would get sold and who told you that they'd go for it big this year and they'd pro- they'll next they're going to sign some of these young guys, which I told I'm you would happen. So. Just but bow to me, Rowan. None of, none bow of to shit. my feet. I bow to no one. Um, <laughs> and the... None of this would have happened if the sale didn't go through. And the sale that was last talked about in, like, I think December, it fell apart. Or October, something like that. And I was like, I lost all hope. And Um, what did I tell you when that happened? I said within a year, they will be sold. I guarantee it. You did say that. I think probably on air. Yep. Yep. So. Okay. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm not bowing to you, but good shit. (laughs) Bow to my feet. Yeah. Um, all right, Aaron, I got a sensitive topic to talk about to wrap up sports. Okay. Um, and I know we don't have a second topic today, so this is good. We can kind of just like uh, really just spend at least two, three minutes on this one. Uh, Aaron, are you familiar with uh, former NBA player Tony Snell? The name rings a bell, but I might also be comparing him to Blake Snell. No, pitcher. but I think that is exactly the type of career he had in the NBA. Like he was an unremarkable player, but he played in the league, I think, for like nine, ten years, something like that. Okay. In the NBA? Uh-huh. So Tony Snell. Barely remember him. I, I remember um, a name. Yeah, I think he played on the Celtics. And uh, he uh, had to, he was actually on a tour, kind of on a press tour, asking for any NBA team, begging for them just to sign him to the end of the year. Um, it doesn't matter if he doesn't get to play or anything. Um, he, because he has two autistic children. Mm-hmm. And if he was to sign with an NBA team through the end of the year, he gets for the rest of his life health insurance through the union. Because I hmm. think that would then hit his 10 years or something in the league. Um, and Charles Barkley 
was just like, this is a brotherhood. We need to sign this guy. Let's sign him for the rest of the season. And he, you know, he's got, like I said, two children that have been diagnosed with in the autism spectrum disorder. Um, and he's hoping to take care of them. Aaron, mm-hmm. he went by the Friday's past Friday's deadline and did not get a contract. But here's the thing. I don't know why I kind of am like, who cares? Uh, here's the thing Aaron like why does one person deserve it over the others yes because this person who has autistic children he has made 52 million dollars in his career oh really yes oh so he was why do I not remember this name very well and I'm here that's not a lot for a pro athlete that's played for that long well, sure. Take fifty-two million. Uh, at least I half happily, goes to the half goes ha- away in taxes. I'll happily right? take that. I'll, then I'll left, take thirty million. Right. Yeah. Then you left for twenty-six million, and then let's say he's been in the league for ten years. That's two point six million per year that he spent. So, like, I'm sorry. There are people that are struggling to make ends meet, but it to me it just felt like read the fucking room, bro. And to have Charles Barkley and all these people go on TV and have like all these people tweeting like, sign this man, sign this man. It, it's like, bro, what the fuck? You it goes, dude, it goes right back to the night. Grammys talk. It's read the room. These pe- people get so out of touch with any sort of normalcy in this world. And then everyone feels entitled and self-righteous. And while this story sounds sad, there's so many of these stories. Exactly. Read the room. The world doesn't revolve around you. Like I have a friend, they have an autistic child. And they're able to take care of that autistic child with their single income. Really? They, yeah. Well, they that, live that's in New most Jersey. people. And if that's... You, also, I will say this. If you go to www.iamablefoundation.org, my uh, foundation that Rohit supports, that is a foundation that we founded a number of years ago, it yep. is about lifting up the voices for the unheard. It is about, through media getting people heard who are not heard, who have invisible disabilities like autism. And it's about families who don't have $52 million, who are figuring out a way to survive, get through, and also to strive and to thrive. And, yes. and so to Tony Snell and to anyone else who thinks that they are above anyone else, come to the I Am Able Foundation where you see you are not alone You are also not special. You are in this together with a big community and come support rather than try to be apart from. Beautiful. Aaron, I'm almost tearing up because also that was the most accidental segue I've ever had. Um, (laughs) I like it's it's I know and I love your, you know, that organization that you've started. And I guess even when I put this topic, it didn't even think to me just how relevant it is to this. So that's awesome that you're able to plug that. Um, And it's it's. Everyone donate. Everyone donate to the I'm Able Foundation. We have big uh, initiatives this year to continue to bring awareness and to bring change to one of the biggest civil rights movements that's lacking in in uh, in progress in this country, where people are still struggling so much, and we need to bring awareness so more change can happen in in the education system, at the workplace, for people with invisible disabilities. Yes, not I am able foundation.org. Great segue. Thank you, Rohit, uh, for that. And now I want to give you some hope. 
because you Please. just helped me. Uh, do a Hope in 60 for me. Oh, yes. I have got it. Um, let me get our little handy-dandy timer started. And let's do one minute. So this is the the usual segment that we love, everybody loves. Um, and oops, oh, that's the alarm. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've upgraded the music for our one minute timer. Aaron, I'm gonna give you third. I'm gonna take 30 seconds to explain a problem. And then you are gonna take 30 to solve it. 30 plus and 30 we, equals 60 seconds. Hope in 60 yes, seconds. hope in 60. So starting now. So this takes place in the UK. Um, where a 15-year-old boy and a 16-year-old boy um, who were yet to be identified by police, they, they were uh, stabbed by a, quote, group of men, end quote. And the boys were both killed. Oh. Now, the police are um, saying, please do not uh, is identify um, or say what these victims look like because people could then be racist because of it. So they're saying, do not identify the suspects. Uh, where do I have hope? Um, okay. You weren't one of the suspects. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't one of the suspects. We weren't identified. I'm good. Okay. I. That is literally the only hope that can come from this. So thank you for that. That's, that's great. You know, I think that's how we have to end the show. Yeah, it wasn't I, me. I don't. Uh, we have some things to get to, but uh, we're running out of time today. And I just think that's the perfect ending for this week's show. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll bring you a 4chan next week. And, um, and guess the BTS and other stuff. Um, we ran obviously long with the Grammys, but thank you for listening. And until next week, we'll be back with you again next week, as we always do. Yeah. Stay hopeful. I'm Aaron Wolf. This is Rohit Thawani. Miss you. Love you. Hugs and kisses. Sing some music. Bye. Remember, believe in yourself. And music can solve all problems. And then and then you can be up in the Grammys. And then you could just oh. be really cringe. Uh, I'm so glad I've never won a Grammy. Yeah, seriously. I've never been more grateful to be completely an unknown person like myself that has not accomplished anything in life because it's at least because you not, don't have to be a Grammy winner. At least I'm not cringe in front of millions on CBS. So. Congrats, man. Everyone Thanks, stay man. hopeful. When the world seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope. A light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless soul. With Aaron and Rohit, whoa. It's a